Are you doing enough to get what you really want? Great question, right? Sometimes it's hard to look in the mirror and say, you know, I want this, but I'm not willing to do this, that, and the other thing to get there. Then it's not what you really want. Distinguishing what you need and what you want, two completely different things. Things change. Priorities change as we get older. Um, Probably when you're 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, you're looking at getting a vehicle, right? You get a part-time job, summer job. You know, maybe your parents are going to match you dollar for dollar. Uh, Maybe grandma's going to help you, whatever it is. Um, you set your sights on different goals that you have for yourself. And when it comes to your physical, mental, and emotional well-being, we all concentrate on one thing. Those of us that are chronic dieters, um, the physical aspect. Well, I was watching, um, ESP news and they're doing, um, a piece on a famous photographer who was documenting um, Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan said something that just blew my mind. And he was talking about, he said, he was asking the photographer, have you ever seen a fat bird? The photographer is like, okay, no. And he's like, I eat enough to fly. And that was profound. Like enough for me to make this podcast. Um, It's something I want to share with you because it resonated with me. I eat enough to fly. Okay, we're talking, right? Goat, greatest of all time. There's a reason why they are who they are. Like their, I mean, their training schedule and how they focus and determination, discipline is beyond our comprehension because most of us are just trying to survive, right? We're just trying to make it through the goddamn day, all right? And it hit me last year that I'm not doing what I want to do. I'm not where I want to be. Um, a lot of questions, for myself. And it's like, how am I going to get there? And it's a mystery. It's a puzzle. It's growth. It's experimentation. It's what are you willing to do? I'm willing to work on my physical, mental, and emotional well-being and document it. And hope that it helps others. Because that is the goal. That is humanity. That is sharing my wrongs to make things right. And that is huge for me. Huge. Big. I know that that's my mission. But while I'm working on that mission, I'm also working on bettering myself. Understanding more. Listening. What I haven't done is 
really talk to people that are struggling. I'm hoping that my message reaches them, that gets into the right ears, the people that need it. I eat enough to fly. Think about that. That affected me. What are my goals? What are my ambitions? How am I going to get there? And for those of you that listen to me, you know that my goal is to talk for a living. For it to sustain myself. To uh, help with the house payment. To help put food on the table. To, um, you know, go have lunch with my children. Whatever. Right? Just to be okay. We all just want to be okay. But what are we willing to do to be okay? Especially if you had a background that didn't prepare you for what's going on today. That's difficult. When you don't even know where to start. That's painful. And that pain keeps us from growing. And that's not what I want. How far are you willing to go to be okay? I remember, because I'm a chronic dieter, I, I know this about myself, um, when I just didn't want to do it anymore, I would make sure that I said, I don't care. Who 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 cares? I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. I'm just going to eat and not think about calories or my uh, health or I don't care. I don't care because I don't want to do it anymore. And that's something that's difficult to come to terms with. Um, recognizing that you're your own worst enemy. You say you want this, but you do the exact opposite. So is that really what you want? A will issue versus a skill issue. I've had to do a lot of soul searching. I've had to question a lot of things in my life. And was it the way I thought it was? And maybe at the time, yeah, it was. But when the dust settles and you get a clear picture... It was always me. Always. I create my own destiny. What I do affects today and it affects tomorrow. It affects my future. What I'm doing today matters. Remember um, about a month ago I told you I just completely over eight and just felt like shit in the morning. And I forced myself to do 15 minutes of some physical activity because I'm the all or nothing type of person. And I've had to learn to refocus that energy, to refocus the purpose of why I do what I do. You say you want to be a healthy person, But everything in your toolbox, junk food, sitting on the couch, not um, communicating with other human beings, 
um, not caring, self-sabotage. Hello? Right? What is it that you want? And what are you going to do to get it? This happens a lot. Um, when you know a nutritionist or a dietitian and they come up with a plan and they, and the, and the person, so you ask this person for help, right? That has a lot of knowledge about how, uh, uh, food and how it affects you, your macros, you know, they know everything there is to know and how to, how it affects you. And they come up with this plan for you. And the person goes, well, I'm not going to eat that. And I'm not going to eat that. And I don't like that. And like, you haven't even started and you're already shitting all over the plan. Maybe, Hey, has your plan worked? No, that's why you went to someone who knows their shit. Very counterproductive. You say you want this, but you're not willing to take... You You, you don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to eat. Well, I don't like that. Oh. What? I would have to move around for 30 minutes a day. Oh. Okay, but you just told me that you want to work on your well-being. Yeah, but I don't want to do that then you really don't want it. Period. That's why there's people who get what they want. Now, I'm not saying you have to go and become a professional athlete. Come on. That's just an excuse to not have to do the bare minimum to just feel good about yourself. You have people that are trained to help other people. And they know, and they see it. They know the words. They, they, they've seen your kind before. Hey, I was one of those kind. Okay. Uh, like it takes one to know one, right? We've all heard that takes one to know one. And you can't help but size people up. You try not to be judgmental, but you already know. You already know. So I'm asking you, what do you want? Where do you want to go? What do you need? Can you even answer these questions or you don't care? You know, these aren't for pe- this, these pod, the podcasts that I do aren't for people who have it all together and figured out and had a different kind of childhood or upbringing or uh, different people in their lives. This is for people that didn't get the tools that they needed or things that happened and the next step wasn't taken so that they could be okay because the people that they were with weren't okay. And again, this isn't about blame. This is about fixing, fixing things that don't make sense, fixing things that help you get to where you want to be or need to be, would like to be. I know that when I really wanted junk food, I found a way to get to it quick. Nothing was going to deter me 
from getting to whatever fast food restaurant or convenience store or whatever it was, when I wanted that, I went through hell or high water to get there. You all know what I'm talking about. To satisfy that emotional need. It's not any fun. It's not any fun to bow down to things that are, that are inanimate. I just didn't want anything that was going to talk back to me or tell me I can't have it. I wanted things that I had dominance and control or what I thought was over it. And I look at some of the things that I used to eat and I'm like, how did I give you so much power? I mean, you have zero feelings. You have nothing to lose. You don't care about my well-being. You're just, you're just an inanimate object, but yet I worship you. Yet I will drive at 11 o'clock at night to go get you. Why do I do this? Because I wasn't focused. There was nothing. There was no goal. And I know now that I have to have daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, yearly goals in order to maintain my well-being. My well-being is my priority. Took a long time, took decades, but I'm here. I am here. And every day I have to make choices that better me or make me feel like crap. And over 80% of the time, I choose things that make me feel good about myself. Because I deserve that. I don't care what I've ever done in my past. What I care about is today. Until I can't anymore. What do I mean by that? So for the last few years, I've been doing some 14ers as a challenge to myself. Um... There was a uh, hockey player that, after 18 years, um, wasn't going to be playing anymore. And my husband showed me a little video of his parents being there. And it was an emotional. It was emotional. Um, I, I apologize. I, I don't remember his name right now. And uh, we were talking about how, you know, there's going to be things in our life that we are not going to be able to do anymore. You know, when's going to be the last time? And it made me think of um, my friend, the original J. Lowe, John Lowe. He, he's always been um, my son's and my guide when we go on 14ers. And he took up photography and uh, it's important to him to document his adventures and he wants to be able to look back on it someday and, you know, he cre he's creating a lot of memories of these adventures. 
and uh, I just got my husband and I talking about it that my son and I every year are like which which 14er or 14ers are we going to do and there's going to be a time where he's going to ask me and I'm going to be like mom's done mom's body is done um, every time I go for a run every time I do blitzes on the basketball court Every time I'm uh, lifting on the or on the elliptical or on the bike or whatever, you know, there's going to come a time where my body's not going to let me. Hopefully it's 20 years from now. So I'm just trying to keep myself together. Um, we have a pull-up bar downstairs in the basement and my husband's able to um, jump up and do some pull-ups. Um, you know, he's like, you know what, someday I'm, you know, I'm going to do my last pull up on this, on this bar. And he also said, you know what, there's going to be a time when it's Kenny's last time sleeping in the bed with us. Woo, that one hit me hard. Um, Kenny's been our fur baby and our only fur baby, our only, the only um, pet he and I have ever had uh, for the, he's 11 years old now and um, you know, he should be around about another four or five years, but it's making me think about the last time, you know, and you start thinking about the, I love yous, you know, because you, you don't know. Everybody wakes up every morning thinking it's going to be a normal day. We're not promised that, um, things happen sometimes beyond our control. Um, why am I so into eating well and moving and learning? Because I cannot stand the thought of overeating and sitting my life away. I can't. I, I can't and I won't. Um, ignorance is bliss. When you don't know, you don't know. I had a really emotional day today. Um, I went to go see my dad and he's the type of person that doesn't take no for an answer. No matter what, no matter what, he's just, uh, it's just the way, it's just who he is. Um, and I just find myself caving a lot to keep him happy. And, um, I had to call my daughter on the way home, uh, to ask her a question and, uh, it got deep. It got really deep, like really deep. Like I'm understanding why I say and do the things that I do or did and where I got them from. And I've been talking about this lately in the last few podcasts because I'm growing and uh, it's not always going to be pretty. Growth can hurt, right? It's called growing pains for a reason. And um, I was the type of parent that I was there physically. You know, I was there to make sure uh, the kids were fed and they had a warm bed to go into Um you know, the material things. We always had a nice place to live. 
We always had nice things. We always uh, had a nice vehicle. Um, it was keeping up with the Joneses because I felt that was important. That representation, um, making sure my kids were very well dressed, um, worked really hard. I worked and I worked and I worked and I missed out on a lot because I felt work needed me. Um, you know, cause it's, you know, taking vacation. That's, that's, that doesn't reflect very well. How dedicated are you to work? Well, now that I'm in my 50s, I'm like, how dedicated am I to my family? Extremely. And I'm just fortunate enough to realize, you know, I'm not saying, again, got to work, people. Got to work. Not where I'm going with this. Um, I have to use my time wisely. All our days are numbered. Uh, mine are, uh, less because I'm over 50, right? The av- what's the average lifespan now? 80, I think between 75 and 80, I believe. Um, not sure on that, but I- I'm guesstimating, uh, the best years, um, according to society, the best years of my life are done. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to agree with that, um, the best years of my life are to come because I'm learning and been learning how to be there for people emotionally. That was never a factor in my life. That wasn't anything that was discussed uh, because it was something I didn't have. I was too busy making sure I got mine very selfish. Um, you know, I provide you a home. I put food on the table. I have health insurance for you, dental insurance, uh, eye insurance, you know, uh, mom is hardworking and I take no shit. It was the emotional part that I struggled with because I didn't get that. So if you don't have it, you can't give it. And this isn't a pity party. It's not, you know, boo-hoo. It's, it's not like that. It's more of, I recognize I didn't give my children the childhood they deserved. And it was going to be impossible no matter what, because I didn't have it. And I didn't have a bad childhood. Um, my mother... Uh, was so kind and so loving and so compassionate. And I was lucky that I had one parent that provided, right? But, you know, brought home the money. I had one parent that brought home the money, the disciplinarian, the, you know, tried to teach me right from wrong, um, some skills, And then there was my mom who provided the emotional support that as kids that we needed, but it wasn't the majority of it. I take after my dad, very much take after my dad. And I see why, 
I have a hard time visiting him. It is my absolute pleasure and gratitude and duty to see my father once a week. Because I I love my father no matter what. I love my daddy. He's very strong-willed, very stubborn, very controlling. But I know that he has my best interest, my best interest at heart. I understand where it comes from. And I'm just going to make the best of it until I no longer have him because I'm, I can't change my dad. I can't. Um, I'm just going to love him anyway. And I'm going to bend over backwards and be as flexible and pliable as I can so that I can be okay. Um, but he's my dad. And I adore him. And he's always been there for me. It's the emotional part that he doesn't know how. And I'm not going to fault him for it because he can't give me what he doesn't have. And I know that. I understand that. And so it's going to be my job for the rest of my life. Uh, and I've been working on it for a decade that when my children call me, I come a fucking running. And they know that. They know. Um, when I was talking to my daughter today, she was like, Mom, you have come a long way from who you used to be. And uh, that's when I was in a pit, a very uh, deep dark hole that I put myself in for the choices that I made. And I had to dig little steps. I I could see the light. I could see it at the top. It was way, it was way, 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 way up there. I had, I had a lot of work to do. I still have a lot of work to do. I will always have work to do. But as long as I work on it uh, consciously every day, um, I'm going to get to that top. I'm going to get there. Um, I'm all, I, I'm, I, <laughs> do you ever really reach the top? I don't know. But I'm always digging those little steps into the dirt uh, to get a little higher and a little higher because my children are a priority. I don't care how old they are. They're all over 21. Um you know, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my children, my relationship with uh, the two brothers that I have left. Um, I don't have a relationship with my sister whatsoever. I've been disowned twice. And like I've said before, it only hurts the first time. You know, there's nothing I can do about that. It's okay. It's okay. I still love her. She's my sister. But we're better apart. And zero hard feelings. I... I have no bad feelings about it. Um, But it's the second half, less than second half of my life. And I'm understanding that I need to do things today. I don't wait for tomorrow. I know that nobody's promised tomorrow. We all wake up thinking it's just going to be another day. And you know what? None of us know that. So I just wanted to share with you 
that growth is painful. But you got to put everything you have on the table so that people can see, especially the people that you care about, here's all of me, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, I have communication problems with uh, my oldest and my youngest, and we're working through it. We're, we're really making strides on understanding each other. And when you feel ashamed of your actions or your past, it's really hard to acknowledge them and grow from them. Um, shame makes you not want to move forward. Shame makes you want to crawl into a little ball and please don't see me. I can't deal with this. And yes, I'm ashamed of my actions, but the love I have for my children supersedes that. And this is why I have such a hard time with moms that uh, alienate their children from fathers who are not perfect but are really trying to be in their kids' life. But because you're, because you're mad, you're stealing time with their father. And there's no, there's no getting that back. I don't care how sorry you are. Um, you, you stole time and you can't, you can't make up, you can't make up for that. Um, you can only acknowledge that I need to stop doing this and I need to make sure my children have a relationship with their father. Uh, I'm not a perfect mom. He's not a perfect dad, but at least we can each be there. I can let their father be there for them, right? And use fucking common sense about this, people, all right? Most dads want to be with their kids, but we all know the uh, Wicked Witch of the North story where they're mad and you're going to make them pay. And that's why I always call attention to this because I'm telling you right now, you need, you need, you need to change this behavior yesterday because you're stealing, you're stealing from your kids. And it's not just about the time. It's about who they are as people when they grow up. So anyway, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm working, I'm working on my relationship with my children. It's, uh, I'm so blessed and so grateful and so lucky that all three of my children, um, we have a relationship. Uh, when I call, they answer. When I text, they're there. You know, hey mom, what's going on? Um, I hug them. I kiss them. We tell each other, you know, I love you. Um, so I have it pretty damn good. I have it pretty damn good for as a shitty mom as I was. I'm very lucky that my children um, understand that I'm here. I'm here. I spent a long time, spent a lot of time showing them mom's not going anywhere. Mom's right here and I will forever be here for as long as I live. You know, there's nothing I can do about the past part, but what they do know is that I'm here today. I'll be here tomorrow and I'll be here for their future because they're everything to me. And I'll take that shame and that guilt and I'll, you know, uh, flush it. Because it doesn't help me, it doesn't help them, it doesn't help the situation. It's telling the truth and apologizing and not doing it again. And they know that. So just wanted to share that with you guys and to think about 
what you do, uh, there's going to be a time when you can't do it anymore. And that should be a wake-up call of what am I doing today? Am I watching TV till I go to bed after work? Am I eating a bunch of stuff that keeps me tired and lethargic and grumpy and no energy? What am I doing to myself every day that keeps me from living my life? Because not doing anything and just sitting and rotting, that's not a lifestyle. That's, it's not a lifestyle, period. 